0: From the birds to the buffalo. You are listening to the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers. Tonight, words and music by Good Shield, known locally for his band, seventh generation rise and his work with sustainable nations is a tireless activist, whether protecting Buffalo in Yellowstone or building homes in Hoopa. His words tell the story of a rise from adversity and what it means to be a warrior about his imprisoned uncle, Leonard Peltier, and about the day President Clinton visited Pine Ridge Reservation.
1: Hello there, my name is Good Shield, and um, I greet you in a good way. I'm Oglala Lakota from my father's side, and I'm uh, Pasqua Yaki from my mother's, and um, I greeted you in a traditional Lakota way, which basically what I said is I, I greet you all with a good heart and i also gave my my, my true name my uh, lakota name is actually matokangishka which means white crow bear i choose to go by my uh, my name which Teoshpe is our clan and my clan name i'm a sixth generation goodshield that means a lot to me because uh the name goodshield first of all in my immediate family is kind of disappearing you know like uh i have a lot of women in my family and uh, most of them marry People with European names, so you know, slowly but surely, the good shield names disappearing. But um, I grew up in California, which is you know not traditional Lakota territory. I grew up in Sacramento in the Sacramento area of California, and um, I got to witness a lot of a lot of Native people who were displaced and disconnected, and you know, fell into like I saw a lot of my relatives fall to stuff like gangs and drugs. And um, I'm I'm gonna read this piece I wrote a couple years ago about my best friend that I grew up with, and um, he grew up in a meth house, unfortunately. He was the youngest of four or five, I forget. His older siblings I rarely even saw. Tweaker House, small town, once a vast playground for our young, naive perceptions, now a devourer of time and space, which now only harbors the innocence that we would pretend was there. You, my best friend, derived of obvious Mexica warrior ancestry, displaced as I by centuries of unknown tragedies, tragedies that would go on to be known as history, colonialism, and blood memory. But there, back when we had time to be ignorant, I would observe your mischievous tactics like raiding the girls' bathroom, cutting school, and talking back with the warrior spirit gleaming in your eyes. Such an odd duo, myself, quiet and above average grades, whatever that was worth. And then there was you, the one known for repeating a few grades and now being passed along the Eurocentric conveyor belt of a tunnel visioned education. Because of your age, but mostly from copying my homework. You, the ignored youngest child of five kids, whose broken home was too chaotic to keep track of. My best friend that my mother and aunties would warn me about on a weekly basis. You are such a good kid, they would say. Why do you hang out with him? He'll just get you into trouble. He doesn't listen. But you, my friend, I now call resistance. This next poem is one that wasn't written by me. It was actually written by my uncle Pete Goodshield who uh, was an AIMster back in the day and um you know a lot of AIM members found themselves you know having that power and kind of abusing it and um, he was one of those who fell into a really bad place. You know, he got involved with trafficking drugs and eventually wound up in prison for 15 years, but this is a poem that he wrote while inside. Um, There's no name on this, but uh, I'll just call it human being. I am a human being, whatever that may be. I speak for all of us who move and think and feel and whom time consumes. I speak as an individual, unique in a universe beyond my understanding. And I speak for man. I am hemmed in my limitations of sense and mind and body, of place and time and circumstances some of which I know, but most of which I do not. I am like a man journeying through a forest, aware of an occasional glimpse of light overhead, with recollections of the long trail I have already traveled, and conscious of wider spaces ahead. I want to see more clearly where I am, where I have been, and where I am going. And above all, I want to know why I am, where I am, and why I am traveling at all. I mean, I consider myself more of a musician, but I started out more of a poet. You know, I started writing words at a really young age. And back then, it was more of, more for healing. You know, I, I didn't grow up in the most ideal situation. You know, my father was a raging, violent alcoholic, and, you know, he put my mother and me through a lot. I think I was about 12 when I really first started, like, writing poetry. and. Um, Then high school came along and, you know, I learned the guitar and eventually it evolved to what it is now. You know, my music's a mixture of singing lyrics, but uh, also just spoken word just over the music. This one's called Looking to the Sky. In the beginning, there was only silence and possibility. There was no such thing as difference. Everything was the same, just dust and possibility. Then something happened. The first thought was born. And along with that birth came a heartbeat. At first it was very subtle, but as it gained momentum, It would ring throughout the entire universe. That thought spawned other thoughts, and those thoughts became the first dreams. Dreams of creation and endless beauty. Some would call it mysticism. Others would call it divinity. But to us, it is what it is. An endless dream. Like I was saying, I'm um, Oglala Lakota, which are from Pine Ridge, and um, I'm related to a lot of people who I wouldn't say they're famous, but they're definitely you know well-known activists people who are still doing things today and uh, people who can no longer be on the front lines, one of them being uh, Leonard Peltier. And his Lakota name is actually Wikikuwa, which means wind, ch- wind chases the sun. And um, a lot of people have heard of him, but uh, some people don't know. And um, you know, Leonard Peltier, he's basically a political prisoner. He was a spiritual leader for the American Indian Movement. He's uh, one of the founders of the American Indian Movement. He's been locked up for 31 years now for something he did not do. He was set up by the U.S. government because uh, Leonard actually he found out that the U.S. government were on Pine Ridge and they were illegally um, looking for uranium. You know, so were you know, there's a procedure that you do to find out if the land has uranium, which basically you pour a bunch of poison into the, these holes in the earth that you make and. Anyway, when they were doing this, they were poisoning the White River, which runs through Pine Ridge. There's very few houses that do have plumbing, but the vast majority of them don't. And, you know, they relied on the river, so you know people were dying like within you know a week of drinking the water. And you know, it started with the animals. They started noticing like livestock and dogs dying. And Leonard knew this. You know, he knew what was going on, and the FBI knew uh, what he knew. And You know, they needed a reason to take him out of the picture. And um, fortunately, he's still alive, you know, and he's able to still tell the truth, the story that actually happened. And anyway, I'm going to read something that he wrote recently um, out to the Native Youth Movement, which, um, you know, I'm closely affiliated with a lot of people from the Native Youth Movement. Dear brothers and sisters, this year will mark more than three decades of my unjust imprisonment behind bars i have aged from a youth myself into an elder as an elder i have become increasingly encouraged by the potential and promise of indigenous youth from all first nations today indigenous youth have greater opportunities than possibly ever before in our people's history however these opportunities were not attained without sacrifice they arose from great struggle They came from ordinary men and women, your relatives who made extraordinary sacrifices. These warriors struggle to ensure a better future for generations to come. Each one of us must acknowledge your capacity and ability to bring about positive changes for our people. This is done not only by bettering yourself, but by helping your brothers and sisters who have wandered off the red road. I am deeply pained by the numbers of youth who have prematurely lost their life to gang violence and suicide. It is just troubling to hear about those who continue to suffer from drug and alcohol abuse. I ask you to bring your brothers and sisters who need guidance and medicine to our ceremonies. It is our spirituality that has always sustained us as a people. Throughout history, there have been countless attempts to rob us as a people, our lands, our history, our language, and our culture. However, they have never been able to take our future from us. The future belongs to the Creator only, and it is the Creator who gives it to the youth. As a youth, it is your responsibility to honor all your relations, our Mother Earth, and the Creator by committing yourself to the struggle for a future of justice and a better tomorrow for all our peoples. In the spirit of Crazy Horse, Bird's Eye View Soaring along a moonlit horizon with the constant gentleness of the sea, illuminated with lunar brilliance, we stand on cliffs etched by the hands of time, staring beyond the reaches of this Milky Way avenue. We commune with ghosts speckled across this tapestry of dreams, wandering and weaving our way in and out of timeless journey. It is here where weightlessness takes hold pulling the senses from the body, light years becoming seconds, and seconds like grains of sand upon the shores of infinity. Inner space, the panoramic consciousness with the spirits of the future communing with us, the ancient ones, the ones yet to be. We are star people, and as stars we hold the unknown like a flame that can never cease, and a song that can never be unsung. We taste creation and hear the voice and smell the sacred as we feel its touch. We are witness to this great unfolding, leading us with a bird's eye view.
0: That reminds me, I was gonna ask you, you said you were gonna go write a poem, get inspired by going to the cliffs.
1: Yeah, I didn't get a chance to.
0: (laughs) I do that too. What is it about the cliffs over at the ocean there where you live?
1: Oh, well, uh, it's a powerful place. You know, it's, uh, you know, the Trinidad head there. It's uh, a sacred site. You know, Shuritwa is the traditional name, and that means mountain. And Shurai is the actual village that was right there. You know, from what I understand, the people who lived there had to live in a certain way because that was kind of a gateway there from, um, it's a place of origin. You know, they say that all the abundance that sustained them still does to this day, but not unfortunately not like it used to it all originated in that area in that little cove there you know back in the day that was just there was so much abundance I mean they were rich you know compared to like you know my people out in the plains you know there was the buffalo and you know there were there were times where we'd you know we'd be struggling you know there there's times that uh you know we have stories that go back way way back you know probably before Christ you know and they talk about times, you know, times of, you know, whether it was drought, you know, no rain, you know, just things like that. You know, the buffalo maybe migrated somewhere else because of that, you know, different reasons, especially before we got the horse, you know, because the horse really changed changed our world. Um, yeah, so was it's a powerful place for me. That's where I live right now. And, uh, yeah, the cliffs are just really, I, I can't even describe it, you know, when I'm out there by myself especially. It's... It was the first place I ever came to, actually, when I came up to Humboldt County. I went to the state beach there and then went to College Cove, and it was just amazing. Like, I I did not want to leave, you know, (laughs) coming from a place like Sacramento. (laughs) I guess so.
0: What do you think about the power of words? You're using your words very carefully, and your words are very strong. Um, And and how do you think the cultures see use of words differently, especially in election year? Well, there are a lot of words floating around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which may or may not mean much of anything.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, back in the day, you know, we didn't have books. You know, we didn't have paper to write on. So um, most of our stories, our life lessons, we learned through, you know, the oral tradition, basically sitting around a fire in the wintertime. You know, there wasn't very much to do except keep warm and, you know, grow. <laughs> yeah. And, um yeah our our stories you know they've lasted for who knows how long, and yeah, I mean, words are a powerful tool they're you know we learned we learned from our mistakes through stories, which is the main reason why we have our stories, you know, just to kind of remember remember where we come from, remember the way we used to live and how we've slowly evolved, and yeah, you mentioned the elections. You know, that's what they get paid for. They get paid to tell people what they want to hear. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, with Clinton going to Pine Ridge back in, what was that, 90, 97 probably, 98? I got to uh, talk to my friend Henry Redcloud, who was actually in charge of, he made this huge teepee. It was like 32 feet. The whole tribe really like just put so much energy and so much money that they didn't have to, uh, you welcome Clinton, you know. He went there and, you know, the media was there. They took pictures and made a bunch of promises, one of them being, uh, you know, pardoning Leonard. They say as soon as he was gone, you know, that was it. They never saw anything. You know, it was all just to make him look better <laughs> or as they would say, gooder.
0: <laughs> so now you've got children of your own. Yeah. You're an activist and you're, let say, a musician and you're active, you act. all the time. You've talked about being a warrior. I know sometimes you perform, what that means.
1: Yeah, uh, Leonard actually gave a really good um,
0: explanation
1: of the warrior spirit, you know, and he, he says that a warrior, you know, a warrior's place is, our word for warrior is akichita, which basically means protector. And it's the akichita's duty to do whatever is necessary to keep the people safe, the people sustained, you know, that can be anything from chopping wood for an elder to, you know, watching the little ones, anything, you know, and hopefully, you know, violence, it won't, it won't involve violence, you know, which is people these days hear the word warrior and they automatically see the savage, you know, uh, you know, out to get revenge for, <laughs> for whatever, you know, and, movie
0: images. Yeah. John Wayne.
1: Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Leonard talks about the warrior spirit, and he says warriors and leaders, you know, that they're one and the same. It is not the leader's duty to lead the people so much as it is to create the leaders for the future. And that's one of Leonard's teachings. All right, this one's called Origin. sitting here in my place of origin. Baja, Sapa, the hills that appear as a black mystery lining the distant horizon of the lush, waving grass. As if they were the cosmos bearing their presence upon Maka Ina, the earthly home we call mother, Ina. standing here in my place of connection a connection that only an indigenous creature can have as our flesh and features are mirrored within the geography within the soil and our relatives those who nourish us so that we'll go on those who teach us so that we'll understand and those who remind us so that we won't forget our origin.
2: of our ancestors, never forgetting, never submitting to the coercion of evasive thinking, thinking that we, as humans, are separate from earth and sky.
0: You've been listening to the words and music of Good Shield, recorded in the KHSU studios on Martin Luther King Day. Peltier Honor Song was recorded live on tour. Good Shield has since been at the opening of the 30th anniversary longest walk for sovereignty, from Alcatraz to Washington, D.C. And you can see him locally at the Sustainable Nations Benefit on Friday, April 18th at the Bayside Grange. This has been the Mad River Anthology. I'm Tim Ayers.
2: Originated, knowing that the balance of the source is fragile, and with backs turned to the wisdom of the generations before, we shred the fabrics of our humanity. Persistent, ringing in the artistic ear. Silencing pollution, it does not want to hear. The future's dead, but the past lives. In style and a head full of songs. They're going like the fourth of July. All right. It's all right, it's all right. It's all right, it's all right. It's all right.
0: If you have questions or comments about this program, please call our listener comment line at 826 6089. The Mad River Anthology airs every other Sunday at 10.05 p.m. and is produced for KHSU, located at Humboldt State University.